Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Josh Giddy's had a meteoric rise in his first two and a half seasons in the NBA, but it's been a tough couple of weeks uh, around allegations that he had a relationship with an underage girl, but he's still playing. He's copying it when he's away from home. He's copying plenty of support when he's playing home games for the Thunder. Uh, so I thought it's a good chance to get over to the States and speak to someone on the ground. Uh, Brandon Rabar, OKC writer for the Daily Thunder, has been good enough to take our call. G'day, Brandon. Hey, good day. Thanks for having me today, guys. Absolute uh, pleasure. It's been we've been watching it from afar, and there's been plenty of drama surrounding uh, Josh Giddy, and it appears like it's been a pretty tough time for him uh, dealing with these allegations. Uh, you're close to it. Have you got a feel for how Josh and and the Thunder have handled it so far, and whether it's uh, how much it's affecting him? Yeah, as far as the allegations, as far as they're handling it. it it's just a no comment situation. You know, whenever Josh is, is asked about it or whenever Mark has been asked about it, it's just been a no comment uh, situation. So, you know, publicly that's, that's what we've heard. And really nobody has been asking about it over the, you know, the past few games because they, they let us know, you know, that they're not going to speak on that. So it hasn't really been mentioned since then. Um, so that's what we're seeing as far as, you know, being here on the ground right now. What's the feeling amongst the OKC fans? I mean, every time he's, you know, been introduced in home games since, it's been a, a huge roar. Seems like there's plenty of support behind him. I'm assuming that's the way it is. Yeah, plenty of support behind him. Like you said, uh, I'm in the arena for every home game, and, and every time he's announced, there's there's a lot of support, big roars as usual for Josh here from the home crowd. You know, there's there's always going to be differing opinions, no matter, you know, what fan base it is or, you know, anything like that. So you'll hear differing opinions. But I would say, uh, by and large, a lot of support for Josh here amongst OKC fans. So as of, you know, 24 hours ago, and I'm assuming this part hasn't changed, the NBA and the Newport Police uh, Department in California are still investigating the situation. Have you got any feel for how long that investigation will take? No, no idea. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows, quite honestly. You know, I've I've tried to, you know, stay, you know, in tune to it as much as I can. But, uh, no, there's there's no feel, I don't think, from really any local media whatsoever as far as how long, you know, the investigation could take. So so I wish I could help there, uh, but I don't think any of us really have any clue as far as that goes. So back in action against the Rockets tomorrow, the Thunder. But just take us through... Their last game against Dallas was was quite extraordinary to concede 30 consecutive points and then come back and score 15 of the last 18 and win by six. That, that was a crazy game of basketball. Yeah, that was wild. It was honestly one of the craziest games I've I've ever watched, to be quite honest. Uh, the Thunder were in full control. Looked like it was going to be one of those games where they just blow the Mavs out and they're sitting their starters in the fourth quarter. And then the Mavs go on a historic, never-done-before 30-0 run, and they go up by six with just four minutes left. And honestly, I think that everyone thought that the game was over at that point, and the Mavs had it won, especially being on the road, hostile environment. And somehow, some way, the Thunder 
came back and went on a 14 to three run in the last four minutes to win it. It was, it was a crazy game, but this Thunder team, you know, has, has shown this season uh, that they're really composed. You know, they're still the second youngest team yeah. in the NBA, but, but they don't play like it at all. Speaking of Brandon Rabat, OKC rider for the Daily Thunder, it was the biggest consecutive run of points in a game since 1997-1998. An amazing game of basketball. So you just mentioned there, they started the season really well, second in the West behind Minnesota. They're above the reigning champions at the moment, the Denver Nuggets, but they're still a very young team. It's obviously very early in the season as well. But what do you feel like the expectation is around this team for the remainder of the season, given the start they've made? Yeah, given the start, I think the expectations were already somewhat high coming into the season because, you know, they made the play-in last year, and they were one game away from making the playoffs as the youngest team in the NBA last year. And then they added Chet Holmgren and then another year of development for the young guys like Giddy and Jalen Williams and, and SGA. So I think that people thought that this would be a, a playoff contender this year. But now, after the start, uh, I think that most people, you know, whether it be here locally or even nationally, uh, we're seeing a lot of national media now picking the Thunder as, you know, not only a, a playoff contender, but maybe a playoff lock. And some some people are choosing them as, you know, a team that might have home court advantage the first round. So uh, I think expectations have definitely been raised, even though we're only 20 games into the season. How have you seen Josh's start of the season, regardless of the last couple of weeks when he's you know been playing under a bit of a external pressure? How have you seen his on-court performance uh, in the opening part of the season? Yeah, it's funny because Mark Dagnall, uh, OKC's head coach, talked about that today. He was asked about Josh because he hasn't been as efficient as he was last year. Uh, you know, he really kind of took a, a big leap last year in his sophomore year from his rookie year, which was already pretty impressive. And his numbers have been down this year, and his efficiency has been down. But Mark Dagnalt said today in his press conference that he thought that Josh Giddy was still a better player this year than he was last year. Maybe the efficiency isn't there, uh, but after what they saw the first two years and after all the work that he put in, and he played with Team Australia this year in the FIBA World Cup, and he played really well there, and all the work he puts into the gym, he says, you know, the numbers may not look like it right now, but he still feels, and OKC feels, like he's still a better player and, and, you know, the number is going to go up for Josh Giddy going forward. That's how, that's how the team feels for sure. Yeah, we're, we're not talking about the FIBA World Cup here. It was a bit disappointing from the, uh, the boomers uh, perspective, uh, given how well we did at the Olympics. But uh, just on, we know there's so much player movement uh, in the NBA. I know Andrew Gaze, who works here and, and it, it used to coach Josh as a junior, just talking about his future. Is, is it 100% a lock that Josh will be at the Thunder next season, do you think? Oh, 100. I don't know about 100%. I, I know that the Thunder are very high on Josh Giddy still. Like, regardless of, of anything that's going on, like, Josh Giddy as a player and a prospect, I know the Thunder is still very, very high on him. But the Thunder is so unpredictable, you know, that, you know, they, they make so many trades and, you know, they're in this rebuild right now. I think that they view him as a core piece moving forward. But obviously, you know, with Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Chet Holmgren, you know, really kind of busting out, and then Jalen Williams, I think that this year is very much a year where they see, like, who fits, like, how this team fits. You're adding this big piece in Chet Holmgren and kind of going forward what the team is going to look like. I wouldn't say 100% just because, you know, the Thunder, you know, are always kind of in transition and make a lot of trades. But I do know for sure being around this team and being around – uh, 
the organizations that they're very high on Josh Giddy. Absolutely. Let's hope that remains the case. Just interested to get your thoughts, Brandon, on how the NBA in-season tournament is received in the States. I mean, the courts are interesting. They're bright. They're a bit tough on the eye watching on television sometimes. What's the overall feel from the fans about the the in-season tournament? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of hesitation at first and a lot of doubt. I think that people thought it was, you know, weird, didn't make sense. People didn't understand it. But now that it's actually happening and we're seeing the players actually take it really seriously and we see like these playoff atmospheres in the two games that we saw last night, now that we're in the actual quarterfinals of the tournament, I think the tide is kind of shifting and people are getting into it and are kind of excited about it. Obviously, it helps if, if your team that you're following and a fan of is, is in the tournament. It's kind of funny, like, you know, the Thunder uh, are the number two seed in the West right now, but they just happen to lose their tournament games, so they're not in the quarterfinals. They're not in this tournament. But I think that, by and large, uh, people are a fan of, of the tournament. I think that they've kind of shifted the uh, attitude towards the tournament. I think some of it was negative, but I think most people are on board now. And just as we let you go, just on Josh, do you think he's going to continue to cop the heat when he's on the road until the investigation from the NBA and the Newport Police uh, Department is concluded? Or do you think it's going to, you know, the heat's going to come out of it pretty quick? Or does it just continue that uh, he cops it from opposition fans? Yeah, I got to say, if I'm being honest, looking at the first two games since the, you know, since all this came out, on the road versus the Wolves, uh, very heavily booed. Then on the road versus the Mavs, very heavily booed. It was kind of every time he touched the ball. It wasn't one of those they just booed him during intros. He was kind of booed the whole time. So yeah, I thought maybe the Minnesota thing was a one-time thing, uh, but but the Mavs fans did it as well. You know, as more reports come out and more information comes out, uh, maybe that changes. I, I don't know, but, but as of now, it looks like uh, he's not going to get very much love on the road. No, I would say yeah. it, it seems that way. Absolutely. Uh, Brandon, you're always very generous with your time. Uh, thank you for the update, and we look forward to touching base again soon. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me again.